Welcome to the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Rose, your PMDD relationship expert. I have personally been suffering with PMDD for over 15 years and spent years desperately trying to navigate my intimate relationships. I am now dedicating my doctorate practice to specializing in PMDD, specifically in regards to relationships. So I am a traumatology doctoral candidate, and I am married to an amazing PMDD partner thanks to the PMDD-specific tools that I have learned over the years, and now I am here to share them all with you. I am very much aware that there's not a lot of research or doctrine in the medical practice in regards to PMDD, and that is why each week I will be providing PMDD partners with my signature PMDD trauma transformational tools on how to effectively navigate an intimate relationship while having PMDD so that you can avoid breaking up with your partner every single month and you can finally have the peaceful assurance that you can have the supporting relationship that we all desire and deserve. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let's get into your weekly dose of PMDD trauma transformational tools for you and your PMDD partner. So today we're going to be talking about five beneficial ways to deal with conflict in your PMDD relationship. So we have all been there where you have been triggered by your partner or your partner has triggered you and now you're in a disagreement and you're not speaking. So things are already bad. And this can be very hard when you're not in PMDD because there's so much pressure to make all of your good PMDD days perfect. When you're not in PMDD, you want to make all of your days perfect because you feel like you have such a horrible time while you're in PMDD so that you need to make sure that everything goes well with you and your relationship when you're not in PMDD. So do you ever feel like your partner really misunderstands you or they don't, you feel very unheard in your relationship and that causes a lot of the disagreements that you and your partner have? So you might not think about how incredible it feels when you're not in PMDD and when everything is going great, you basically been triggered by your partner. They said something, they did something. And then all of a sudden, neither one of you are talking, you're in separate rooms. If you live together, you're just in the house and you're coexisting. Or if you're apart, you're basically not texting, you're not talking. And then even when you are in each other's presence and you're in this state of disconnection, it just feels like you're miles and miles apart. So the truth is that conflict in our PMDD relationships is unavoidable, whether we're in PMDD or we're not. So even the happiest couples who don't have PMDD do have disagreements. So what distinguishes a successful relationship from the rest is how our partners in the relationship approach the disagreements. So it's not always bad that you disagree with your partner, but there are some unhealthy things that you can do with your PMDD partner that's going to make even your good days not so good. And then before you know it, you'll be back in PMDD. So this is going to be ways, tips and tricks on how to make sure your good days stay your good days and that you're able to enjoy the time that you're not in PMDD. So these are some things that I want you to avoid when you're going through a disagreement 
with you and your PMDD partner. So the first thing is contempt. So contempt is dangerous because it shows up as a, a, a partner makes one comment and then it makes the other partner feel superior, like I'm better than you, like at least I didn't do this. So sometimes we're in disagreements and both people apologize. One person says, well, at least I didn't go below the belt and say this. And then what happens? The other partner gets defensive. So defensiveness shows up when the defensive partner makes excuses or deflects blame instead of taking responsibility. So deflecting and not taking responsibility could be saying things like, but I was in PMDD when I said that. So essentially when you mentioned that you were in PMDD, when you made a comment or you did something, you're not taking responsibility. So another thing is stonewalling. So stonewalling shows up when one partner just completely shuts down instead of confronting the issue. So if you've apologized to your partner and you're going to them and you're trying to get back on the right track and they just don't even want to talk to you or they're answering you with very little comments, that's stonewalling and something to avoid. Another common one is selfishness. And sometimes we get so focused on our needs during PMDD that we overlook the importance of acknowledging our partner's needs and desires. And a lot of times this happens when we're in those disagreements, because when we're in the disagreements, we're not thinking about our partner's feelings. We're thinking about our feelings and how we were triggered, not about how they were triggered. So the way that you resolve each disagreement can actually save your relationship. So I'm going to be giving you some healthy ways to deal with disagreements with your PMDD partner if they've already happened. So this is a situation where you try to avoid it. You're in PMDD or you're not in PMDD and it's already happened. The blow up happened. The comments have been made. The first thing I want you to do is listen with empathy. So during a disagreement, I want you to listen with the goal of understanding your partner's point of view. So be open as you listen to why your partner feels the way that they do. You don't need to tell them that they shouldn't feel that way or they shouldn't be offended or they shouldn't get defensive. You don't need to tell your partner what they shouldn't do. The facts are the facts is that they feel the way that they feel. So I want you to avoid getting defensive. Keep the conversation calm and respectful, avoid name calling and understanding the root of your partner's point of view. So if they're telling you that they're angry at a comment that they made or that you made, figure out why. Why is that such a trigger for them? Because if you figure out why, you can start to avoid the, those comments from being made later on. Another thing is express appreciation. So disagreements can lead to a very tense environment where both you and your partner's guards are up and alert. And so after your partner shares their experience with why they're upset or why they were triggered, I want you to express appreciation by saying things like, I appreciate that you shared that with me. Or I understand that that may have been difficult for you to share. Thank you for trusting me with that. Because when you give that gratitude and that acknowledgement, it creates that safe space to where your partner doesn't feel like they're walking on eggshells. It makes them think that they can come to you about things that are really bothering them and that it's actually okay. So another part of that is I want you to be curious. When you approach a disagreement with curiosity, you're open to understanding why your partner is upset about these kind of things. Where does the root come from? Ask other questions to say, I didn't realize that that upset you or that that comment would upset you. Why does that upset you? And then they may bring up something from their past, from their past trauma that it's linked to. So what you don't want to do is trigger your partner's past trauma and let that be the reason why they're continuously triggered by you. So when you're curious, you're trying to understand why they're upset. You're not condemning them 
or making them feel bad for being upset about something. So the next thing is so important. Take a break. So when you start to feel overwhelmed, ask for at least 20 to 30 minutes so that you can both distract yourself from the conversation and calm down. So when you are in PMDD rage, or even if you're really triggered, your nervous system is not regulated. And so when you try to have a conversation with your partner, your heart rate is up, your compassion is down, you're just really trying to, you're in a fight or flight mode where you're trying to defend yourself. So these are some ways that you can kind of distract yourself during those 30, 20 to 30 minutes so that you can just get calm again and get back to that loving place. You can read a book, you can watch Netflix, watch a quick Netflix series for 30 minutes, listen to some music, go for a walk or a jog or get a quick workout in. You can play with your pet, play with your kids, solve a crossword puzzle. You're basically just doing anything to get your mind off of what it is that you're actually upset about so that you can regulate your nervous system. And then the next thing is you want to talk about how you feel and what you really need. So our first reaction during an argument might be to tell our partner how they've harmed us. You did this and you did that. And so it's really more productive to talk about how you feel and what you need. Avoid putting the blame on your partner and pointing out the things that they've done wrong. So I want you to be able to turn towards your partner when they share what they need and think about how can you fulfill that need. If your partner says, I just need you to give me some space during this particular time. Think about how are you able to do that? Don't just say, well, you shouldn't need space. Like you should want to be around me. It's not about telling your partner what they should do. So if you find yourself in a conflict loop month after month, I want you to step away from the idea of winning the argument. Instead, take the steps above to listen to your partner, be curious, or even take a break. Before you end the conflict resolution conversation, ask your partner how you can support them. Ask them how you can approach them better the next time. So I always want you to revisit your original loving intentions that you had for each other. So disagreements are a natural part of every relationship. So I don't want you to be too hard on yourself if you said things that you didn't mean or done things that you didn't mean. What you want to do right now is learn healthy ways to deal with those disagreements. And this is going to help you learn more about your partner and build trust in your relationship. So turn your conflicts into opportunities to strengthen your relationship. You'll both enjoy the results of going out of PMDD, knowing that even though you had a disagreement, it actually brought you closer and it didn't tear you apart. So I hope these tools will help you and your PMDD partner. And in lieu of PMDD Awareness Month, I will be launching my very first signature course specifically designed for PMDD partners called the PMDD Partners Path. In this self-paced course, I will be providing PMDD partners with a guide on how to navigate a PMDD partnership tools to combat the symptoms that we have each month that are damaging to your PMDD relationship and exclusive comment content from my PMDD partner to give you some insight on not just what we go through, but also what other PMDD partners go through and teaching them how they can help us with PMDD best and build a stronger and more peaceful and enjoyable relationship that we all desire and deserve. So to be added to the wait list, I want you to go to the link in my bio at in love with PMDD, or you can email me 
at inlovewithpmdd at gmail.com. For everything that us PMDD partners go through, we should not have to do it alone. We can have the relationship that we all desire and deserve even while we have PMDD. So I really want you to begin to understand that when you have disagreements in your PMDD relationship, it's okay. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't have, don't lower your self-worth. Don't think that you're damaged. Don't think that you're doing something wrong because you have disagreements. It's very common, but if you go about having those disagreements in a healthy way, it's really going to help you and your partner become closer and closer every single month. And you're not going to dread having arguments. I remember at one point during my journey with my partner, he used to always say when we were about to get in a disagreement, he would get really um, anxious about even addressing a, a topic that he thought was going to be a disagreement. And he would say, never mind, and just kind of bottle up his feelings about what he really had to say because he said, I can't talk to you about that during PMDD. And again, there are some things that you shouldn't talk to your partner about during PMDD because they're just too heavy. But it's not realistic to think that if you are having a good time and then you all of a sudden get to a point where you're not agreeing with one another, that you just can just stop the conversation and just not interact with each other. So I want you to know that it's okay to have a disagreement, but there's a healthy way of doing it. There's a way of doing it that's not damaging to you and your partner. And if you implement these tools, go back over this podcast, write down the steps, really listen to them and just think about how you can implement them. This is what I always do with my private clients is we go over the common mistakes that are made in their relationship because it's normally cyclic. Like you normally are arguing about the same thing month after month and we just reframe them and say, okay, how can we address these little disagreements or these things that come up in a way that's not going to be damaging to our partner? And when we do this, what happens is you begin to lose that fear of getting into a disagreement. And when you lose that fear and you're more open to saying, okay, we're about to disagree on something, like it's okay. Like it's not the end of us. We don't have to break up, but it is something that we need to learn how to navigate in a healthy way. Because when you live life with an individual, with your PMDD partner, you're not going to agree on everything. So there's opposites attract. So I know for sure me and my partner are opposites in some ways. And then in some ways we're completely alike. So I guarantee that the the thing that brought us probably closest together are the things that we have in common. Like we have a very, like our daily routines are very much aligned. So when we met, the thing that brought us closer together was how aligned we were, how much we had in common. So then you get with this person and you're expecting you to have all these commonalities the whole time, but then you get to know them a little bit more. You live with them, you talk to them, however you, the structure of your relationship is, and you re realize, oh my gosh, we, we're so different. And that's okay because you are designed to not be with someone that mirrors you, but someone that complements you. So you don't want to be with a partner where you feel like they're, they're filling in all the gaps so that you're not whole. But when you bring two whole individuals or two individuals that are trying to be whole, you bring them together and you really can complement each other. So a lot of the things that I'm good at, my partner's not. And a lot of the things I'm not good at, my partner is. So for example, 
you know, with my PMDD partner, I'm horrible at directions and he's just amazing at them. So when we go on road trips or we're going to uh, the corner store, like I can literally get lost going to the corner. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's like I, I do a brain dump on where I went and then I'm just like, oh my God, like I can barely find my car when I'm coming out of the store. I'm always asking my partner, where did I park? And it's just like, we parked over here. Like he's so detail oriented that like, even getting my doctorate, he edits my papers and he looks over my papers and he's like, what about the APA alignment on this? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like I'm more of a creative where I can just get everything out there. I can do the research and be totally into it and just put it all on paper. But he's so detailed and structured that you need, that I need that kind of refinement after the fact. So I want you to begin to appreciate the differences that you have with your PMDD partner instead of expecting them to be the same. There's a lot of times of disagreements where you feel like I, if I were my partner, I wouldn't have gotten upset with that. And that's, that is a way of not validating your partner's feelings. You're basically telling them they shouldn't feel the way that they feel. And that's not a safe place to be in. So even if you wouldn't feel a certain way because of something, that doesn't negate that they do feel a certain way. It doesn't make them wrong because you would react to the situation differently. So I want you to begin to understand that it's not about them acting identical to you and mirroring you. It's about you understanding that my partner's different and they may disagree with me over certain things that, that wouldn't even bother me. Like sometimes when my partner brings stuff up or I bring stuff up to my partner, he's like, that would, if you did that to me, that would never bother me. And that's okay. That's okay. It's not for me to try to explain to him and make him understand why he should be upset or why I'm upset. You're not, it's not about convincing your partner to be like you. It's about having a mutual understanding that I understand that this wouldn't upset me, but I understand that it upsets you. And so it's important to me, right? So your partner's feelings should be important to you, whether you would have them or not. And I feel like that really can dissolve so many disagreements if you stop being in that box of only thinking about how you would react to certain circumstances. Take yourself out of yourself and think about how your partner's feeling. So when we're in PMDD and we have all of these irrational things that we get upset about that we normally wouldn't get upset about when we're not in PMDD, the last thing we want is for our partner to say, oh, you're just upset about that because you're in PMDD. That is the last thing we want to hear because when we are in PMDD and we're having those disagreements, it's real to us. It is really real to us. So I don't want to hear that my feelings aren't valid because they're real until I pretty much get out of PMDD and then they're not real. And then it's like, man, I can't believe I was upset about that. But in the moment, I need to feel supported. So when, if this is a PMDD partner that's listening, when your partner's in PMDD and they're explaining something to you that, that seems completely irrational, address it, validate it. Say, I understand how that can upset you. And I'm sorry you feel that way. Even if you don't, you're not at the point where you want to apologize for your actions because you feel like, because I know you get to the point where you're like, I really don't feel like I did anything wrong. Why would I apologize? Apologize for the way that your partner feels and understand that you're a team. 
If your partner's feeling down, if your partner's feeling hurt, if your partner's feeling offended, you don't want them to stay in that place. You want to empathize with them. You want to be compassionate. And part of that is expressing, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that you're in that space right now. What can I do to make you feel better? What can I do to help you? And you'll notice that even making those simple comments of asking your partner what you can do to help them out of that dark place, it's going to take the defensiveness down. They're going to begin to feel like, okay, so we are on the same team because they're trying to help me. Like when you're pointing the finger and talking to a person and saying, you shouldn't feel like this. You're only like this because you're in PMDD. When, when you're not in PMDD, this is never a problem. Like when you're constantly bringing up the reasoning behind having these disagreements, you're not helping anything. You're just prolonging you guys getting back to a good place. So what I want you to begin to do is to really address that I understand that you're in PMDD and I want to help you get back to a better place. I understand that we're disagreeing, but I want to help you to get back to a good place. And when you do that, you're validating their feelings and you're showing them that you understand and you're making them feel like you're on the same team. So try and go through this exercise, practice these things the next time you get in a disagreement. And remember, don't beat yourself up. If you get in a disagreement with your partner, it's okay. You can recover from it. If you do these exercises immediately afterwards, you can recover from it and you can have the peaceful, supportive PMDD relationship that you desire and deserve. You got this.